Blog Talk Radio. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. Brian, it's up to you. It's up to you with the way your life is going to turn out. Did you know that? Oh, absolutely. But you know what? Sometimes we need someone to coach us or push us a little bit in the direction that we may need to go because sometimes we don't know all of the steps. You know, we can go to college, we can go places and do things, but if we don't know the real blueprints, and that comes from the Bible, if we don't know that, then, Brian, we're just out there just living in the world, struggling, can't figure out how and what we're supposed to do. But tonight, we have somebody that's going to help us and is going to coach us, Brian. Yes, yes. You know, Greg, I always tell people, and I know you tell people as well, that it's all about the choices that you make in your life. Yes. You know, that, and that's the topic of our show. It's up to you. It's mm-hmm. up to you what direction you go. It's up to you what choices you make. And uh, before we get started, Greg, I just want to uh, let everybody know and remind others that today is World AIDS Day. So, you know, go out, make sure that you know your status, get tested, tell others about, you know, this debilitating disease that is 100% preventable. You know, I just want to add that, you know, let all our listeners know. Go out, get tested, know your status, tell somebody, take somebody, help good. somebody. Good, good. But, Brian, the, the person that we have on tonight, I've known her for a while, and I can and I can vouch for her to say that she is a true, true and genuine and loving person. And not only that, she's smart. She's beautiful, she's smart, and she's going to give us some golden nuggets tonight. And if you have a business or if, you, you know, if you're a church and you want to get in touch with our guests, I'm telling you, after you listen to her tonight, you need to contact her. You need to bring her in and let her speak. You need to bring her in and, and, and run workshops. And, and, Brian, not only is she a coach, she's also a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, and I think we're going we're gonna to learn a lot tonight. You know, well, actually, I don't think. I know we're going to learn a lot tonight because – you know, we have somebody over here that's that's tested. You know, someone yeah. who knows what they're talking about, who talks the talk and walks the walk. Yeah. And I want to formally introduce her by saying, her creativity inspires many. Her charm is unique. With many gifts and talents from God, she tackles on every feat. A deep passion to help others. A sincere heart to do God's will. From overcoming mountains and climbing up over hills. This journey has been fulfilling, and life's challenges may continue on. Who is this determined and industrious woman? Her wow. name is Tracy L. Tone, and we'd like to welcome you to the Abundant Solutions Hour, Ms. Tracy L. Tone. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> she knows my voice. But you know what, Tracy? When Brian was reading that and he was talking about the mountains and mountains that you had to overcome, is this the reason that you reach out and try to help others? Because, you know, life will do some things to you that will make you bitter. But it seems like you've you've dealt with the bitterness and now you're trying to help others. Is is that what you're trying to do? Definitely so. I I definitely think that... um, as as the old uh, saying goes, you know, make lemonade out of lemons. Life will present itself with situations that are seemingly not in your control. Now we know that ultimately God is in control of all things. Um, however, he allows certain things to happen to us in order to build up not only our character, but also our, our, our trust in him and our ability to, to lean more on him than we do in other people and even on ourselves. Mm. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Brian. I'm sorry. I was going to say, you know, that's important for people to know because so many people, they look to God as, you know, the, the answer for all things, but they don't realize that they have the answer right before them. 
You know, right. you understand what I mean? I do, I do. You know, because I and, have and a lot I of think, people. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. I, I think it's really important that even as a life coach, it's not about me giving answers to people. It's about the clients that I have looking at God. I mean, ultimately, I should be a mirror of God's uh, or a reflection of God um, through our sessions in order to bring people closer to God and closer to their dreams and the passions that they have and the vision that God has uh, placed within them, you know, and to set that on fire and get them excited about life again. Yes, and that was going to be my my question. So what do you do as a life coach? So you've answered a little bit about that. Can you give us a little bit more? Sure. Just to give some clarification as well, um, oftentimes people want to know, well, what's the difference between um, Christian and biblically-based coaching programs? Um, and, and basically, just to give you a, a little overview, overview on that, secular coaching really deals with a, a humanistic viewpoint and the client's um, self-imposed goals. What do I want? You hear the word I, 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 I can do this, I can do that. But we within the body of Christ know that we can do nothing without God. But through God, all things are possible. And there is a trinity even within the Christian coaching arena, which is the client, the life coach, and the Holy Spirit. And so within a secular coaching, it really involves uh, the relationship between a coach and, and the client and really nothing more. And so really having that spiritual foundation really enables God to be the foremost um, factor in the relationship between all three. And um, coaching, just to give you another um, over, overview, what's the difference between coaching and counseling? I, I come out of a counseling background and Counseling deals more so with issues in the past and uh, psychosis and, and perhaps even in, in certain instances um, mental disorders. Uh, however, coaching takes on the standpoint of you are mentally fit to move forward and you're really addressing uh, the issues that uh, you are presented with in the here and now and what can we do to bring you into your God-ordained future and even change your present-day thinking as well as behaviors, habits, um, and really moving you closer, as I mentioned before, to the Lord. Well, I'll tell you what. Tracy, you know, a lot of people are listening right now, and, and some of them, you know, when you're going through that valley, you're going through the tough times, or, you know, somebody received a phone call today that their loved one is, uh, no longer here, and they may have been diagnosed with cancer or someone. You know, people are receiving bad news all the time. Right. When when you're counseling people and you're talking with people about their losses and they feel that the the world is just coming down on top of them, what are some of the things that you say to them that pull them out of that, that will help them come out of that and know that tomorrow uh, it, it it could be better tomorrow than it was today? Mm-hmm. Well, basically what I, I like to do is keep it keep it basic and, and get back to the word. So often we have, you know, ABCs uh, to a new life or one, two, three to uh, steps towards uh, a better lifestyle. And, and although they serve their purpose, let's get back to the Bible. Everything that we have and everything that we stand in need of, we can find it through the word of God. And with someone who is dealing with loss or suffering or grief, what does the word say? You know, as a life coach, what I would present is what would it look like if, you know, we change the perspective? So if someone comes to you and, and they're a bit despondent and they are um, dealing with a loss, well, what is the opposite of that situation? The opposite of death is life. And the opposite of pain or suffering is joy. And let's go back to the scripture you know, weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. And so, and also, I, I do play up sometimes on my counseling background to really hone in on certain areas that I that I feel that coaching, um, I don't want to say that it lacks, but it would be an asset, too, is um, coming from a perspective where 
it is definitely spirit-led but solution-focused. Before I, I came out of the counseling arena, I was into uh, solution-focused therapy, which is not dealing or focusing rather on the negative because people can drown in negativity. However, I think when you throw out that lifeline, when you throw out that preserver, um, which is the Word of God, and when the Word of God can encapsulate someone's life and they have that as a, as a buffer to pain, to loss, to suffering, to hardships, to circumstances that are beyond their control, I as a coach can come in and say, well, you know, after hearing certain things that you've mentioned, you mentioned that you got through this situation by doing ABC. Now, how can you use what you went through or the tools that you use then to overcome the current situation that you're in now? And it's not for me to give them the answer because they have the answer. It's just someone else pulling and being that accountability and being that level of encouragement that they may not be getting with friends or family members. You know, that was going to be, uh, you led right into my next question. How important is it for them to have uh, a support system around them aside from their life coach? That's, that's a great question. One of the things that I have personally implemented within my ministry is a life support plan. I think that that is really crucial to laying a foundation. Who else besides myself can you hold yourself accountable to? Um, and, and even I can even personally state that I have my own accountability partner, and she has just definitely been a blessing in my life, and we, we are actually currently on this 28-day plan um, to help our, our ministries and our businesses grow. And, and having that level of accountability is an awesome, awesome experience, even in being able to move forward and not getting stuck, because even as a coach, I need to be coached as well. And so for the client to have that level of support definitely will foster um, great things in the future so that they have other avenues to reach towards. Awesome. You know, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, you see on television all the time, you see the rich, the, the, the rich and the wealthy people, they're out there and they're doing things that they shouldn't be doing and they're getting into trouble. Uh, do you think that there is a void in their life while they do the things that they do? Because they have everything right there with them. Well, they think they have everything, but it's something missing in their life. There's a void there. What do you think that thing is uh, that's missing out of their lives? Jesus. <laughs> Oftentimes I think, you know, sometimes we can make things more complex than need be, but if someone is going through and they're having trouble staying on track and staying focused, what is your relationship like with the Lord? Is he the Lord of your life? Uh, for those who are in the world, um, they're searching. You know, we, we are in an era right now that is so technology-focused and driven uh, we are living in a world where practically every show on TV is a reality show. And it's almost like a circus. And I see how the the changing of the tide um, just comes and goes. And it's really important for us to, as, as the body of Christ, to be able to send the message of the gospel. I think oftentimes those who are struggling in life and always finding themselves um, chasing their tail around the mountain, someone hasn't stepped into their lives and spoken a word. And, and my ministry, which is, you know, speak life to me, what would that look like if someone spoke life into that current situation? What would it look like if someone um, who, uh, say, uh, for instance, they had someone who kept saying, you're never going to be anything, you'll never amount to anything, you're just like your mother, you're just like your father, you know, you don't mean anything. After hearing all of that negativity over and over for years and years, that builds up such a wall, such a defense. But if you turn that and flip that situation around and you start speaking life, you start breaking down the, the different uh, levels of bitterness, anger, resentment to get down to the true core of who they are. 
People want to be loved, and that love comes from Jesus Christ. Amen, amen. You know, <laughs> one of the other things that um, that I know people tend to do when they ha- when when they look for a life coach, they want they want to find somebody who they can relate to. You know, how do you right. get your how do you you know, when you're approached by someone, you know, what's one of the first things you do to make them feel like like they're com- that they can be comfortable talking to you? Well, that's that's a great question as well. I think it's really important to build rapport with a client and the way in which I choose to do that is through a free 30-minute session. And that would entail really allowing that person to share with me a little bit about their testimony, about what would what has brought them to coaching, and for me to be transparent to share my testimony and really get to know uh, a little bit more about them to see where they are and if I am the the one that God has chosen to meet the need of, of a coach. Mm. You know, uh, yes, it is. You know, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing when you're transparent to your clients because that's what they, they want to know that you're human. They want to know that you've gone through something. And it, it's just like when Brian and I go out and speak to the kids. When we go in there, they know if you're telling the truth or not. They know right. if you. They know if you're just out there to snow them over, or just to get a check, or you know if that's you know a lot of people nowadays they do that. It's sad to say that, but they you know they do that. But uh, my 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 question is, when when you're out there, are there some clients that you turn down? I I think it would definitely be unethical of me to accept everyone. Uh, there are some people that. Perhaps their their personality or temperament would be a mismatch for me. And so I think in terms of drawing boundaries as a professional, you have to learn how to say no. And when you're able to do that, you do that in love, of course, and and it's the way in which you approach the matter um, that really makes a difference and really being able to still encourage that person but also letting them know that I think that, perhaps our uh, relationship as a coach and person being coached would not be the best fit for them. And we do have a referral um, network, and I do have others that may be more suitable for them, but letting them know that uh, there are other alternatives. Now, if being that I come out of also a clinical background in psychology, I can also get that um, understanding of perhaps this person needs counseling and that might be an area in which they need to further seek out um, more assistance in. So basically being able to use my clinical judgment on the matter. But once you get a feel for that person and whether or not um, that would be a suitable match, then you're able to move forward with your best foot forward in, in the spirit of excellence because, you know, God has given us and he has equipped us with the ability to discern and using the spiritual um, tools that God has given, that's another aspect of being a responsible coach as well. Yes. You know, and the reason I asked that question was that, you know, a lot of times people would will just take clients and they have, you know, and I'm not, I'm not saying everybody does that, but I've seen it happen where they will just take the people, you know, and sort of process them in, you know, get their information, and then, you know, they have this, oh, here I'll send you, you know, ten quick tips for life coaching or stuff like that. Right. You know, and I don't necessarily think that it's a bad thing that they do that, but at the same time, I don't think that that's really helping that person because it's sort of like you, you're sort of like looking in the file and say, oh, this person meets criteria A, so pass them this piece of paper, and you're really not connecting with the people, you know, and I, right. and I heard you talk about, you know, when you do your free 30-minute session, you know, do you really think that's enough time to connect with a person, or will you make that determination based on your first 30 minutes? Because I remember, um, and it's just sidebar, but I remember I used to work for a company, and they brought a new person in that was going to be the head of everything, and he wanted to have 
five-minute sit-downs with everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's going to give you five minutes, basically, to tell him about who you are and what you do. And based on those five-minute sessions, he reorganized the whole company. Wow. And and a lot of people ended up losing their jobs. A lot of people left. A lot of people were just flat-out fired. And I was thinking, wow, in five minutes, he changed the lives of 75 people. Uh-huh. You know? And so when you – and I know that's, that's just part of the business, but at the same time with life coaching, you know, is that enough time for you, or is that just a number that you put out there? I think 30 minutes. I think if, if you're giving 15 minutes um, for each person to share and really get a feel, primarily I would say it's even putting the ownership back on to the client. Uh-huh. Not only is it my discretion, but it's also the client to say, um, or for me to ask the client, do you feel comfortable to continue on? Or is this something that you would like to do? Uh, would you like to go further? We do have different packages and options available and different types of services uh, that they could take advantage of. And I would even go as far as to say that when you are forming that relationship, and even within a 30-second um, time frame, you're definitely honing in on on what the person is saying. And, and I guess that really um, lends for me to really open up my ear. And, and I believe that with my clinical training and background and, and that deeper sense of empathy, really hearing what the person is saying, I think that it's a craft and you cultivate your listening skills to hear what the person is really saying. Because some people don't need coaching. And, 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 I, and I ran across that situation um, with um, – one of my clients, and she had deeper issues. And she, she admitted, though, that she was in counseling as well as being coached. And it was very challenging to, uh, to move forward, but yet knowing that she had the counseling that was going on simultaneously, that was interesting for me because it also let me know that she was really motivated, yet she was still... She was still reaching out. So my judgment, well, how can, I, how can I assist? And although we had a limited time of sessions together, I think that, in which case I did tell her at the end of our sessions, I think that your focus right now should really be on counseling and getting some of those other issues straightened out before you come into a coaching relationship. Right, right. So I think it's really the coach's discretion at really – listening to what the person is saying because I can read through a lot. Some people, they talk on on this level. If, if you would imagine um, the atmosphere and then the sky, you know, people often say the sky is the limit. I don't like to say the sky is the limit because God is not a God of limitation. And so there are certain levels that we should look at in terms of where a person is at any given point in their lives. And being able to read between the lines and allowing the Holy Spirit to give you greater understanding, that definitely helps because I can't do it in and of myself. And I don't know even if an hour or an hour and a half would would suffice, but I'm definitely leaning on the Holy Spirit to give me greater insight into that person and whether or not I should move forward with him or not. Now, see, that's where I was trying to get you, right there. That's what I was looking for. Because really the reason I ask this question is because I know in in of myself I have this spirit of discernment where I mm-hmm. can, you know, where I, I have this God-given ability to read someone. Mm-hmm. And just by speaking with them, it doesn't take me that long to know right. where they're going or where their mindset is. And, you know, and I, and I just have, you know, and I know that there are other people that have these spirits of discernment. You know, one being my great-grandfather, he just had this spirit where he could tell you about you. Right, right. People would say, wow, how did you know that about me? You know, and it was nothing that I've done in of myself. I I had a a call probably about two weeks ago where uh, a friend of mine had given someone my phone number Mm -hmm. and had them call me because they said, hey, they told me you were a motivational speaker. I have somebody who needs to be motivated. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) 
And so right. I talked to this lady, and I just start, you know, after our conversation, we didn't talk that long, you know, mm-hmm. but based on our conversation, she said, well, she wanted to be a motivational speaker, and she wanted to know about motivational speaking, you know. And so I let her talk a little bit, and, you know, based on our conversation, I told her, I said, I don't know if you're ready yet because you still have some things that you're dealing with. And mm. she said, how do you know? <laughs> And you know right. and I said, Well I said, I can hear it in your voice. She said, Well, I do have things that I'm dealing with because I just recently got out of jail. Okay. You know, and it was like I didn't know that until right. she told me. But it was just that I could hear it in her voice that she had some things that she wanted to get off of her chest. And that's right. why she wanted to be a motivational speaker. You know, mm-hmm. and so I was looking for that spirit of discernment, you know, and when you said that, you being guided and led by the Holy Spirit, that's that's good enough for me. Amen (laughs) I think that's definitely important Because um, I remember even Someone saying that You know who you hang around with um, Is also a depiction of Who you are You know and if you're in a room Of of people And you're, you're kind of blending in with them Then you're not going to go further Than where you are and so if you surround yourself with people who are going places, then you're more apt to move forward and, and be progressive. And, and even when you're dealing with uh, a client-coach situation, if you cannot see the progression, and, 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 and the Holy Spirit gives us sense and sensibility, if you cannot sense in your spirit that this is going to be productive, not for my sake, but for the client's sake, that I need to be honest and transparent and, and let them know I think that there might be some other alternatives that you may want to invest in because I don't need to waste anyone's time just so that I can get a buck. It's not about that. This is this is ministry. This is a calling from God. I have been through hell and high water to get to where I'm at right at this moment, and I dare not abuse the gift that God has given me. And being responsible for those who are under my care for such a time as that we have in our coaching sessions, you know, I value that and, and I treasure that time because, you know, tomorrow is not promised. Absolutely, absolutely. We have a caller, and I want to go to that caller right quick. They've been very okay. patient on the line. Caller from the 757 area code. Caller. Caller, are you there? All right. I think they said something. Call, are you there? Nope. I can just hear their background noise. They're just listening in, and that's wonderful. We want you to ask questions. If you have questions, the call-in number is 718-508-9600. And you can also ask questions in the chat lines, or you can hit us up on MySpace. We're all listening and wait. But, Greg, I think you had a question. Yes, Tracy, I wanted to ask you about uh, sufferings when when we all suffering, you know when we all suffer we uh, there's something beautiful in the suffering uh, uh-huh. that teaches us and it it molds our character. But you have a lot of people that can't stand. I don't know many people that like being in the suffering stage because it is an uncomfortable thing. But you know when someone is in that suffering stage, I mean, how do you explain to them that this is something? That had to take place to get you to the next level. Um, what is, is there something that you um, talk to them about, or do you use your past experience and past hurts to try to get them to understand that this is happening for your good? That's that's really key. Um, there's a poem that comes to mind. One of, one of my favorite um, poets is um, Helen Steiner Rice, and she has this poem, and it's "Let Go and Let God." And basically it says when you're troubled and worried and sick at heart and your plans are upset and your whole world falls apart, remember God's ready and waiting to share the burden you find much too heavy to bear. So with faith, let go and let God lead the way into a brighter and less troubled day. And that poem really just speaks volumes to me because there have been times where we tried to take ownership of the pain, but Jesus came. You know, not only that we might have life, but we ha- might have it more abundantly. And he also came to, to take that heaviness and being able to lead people back to the one. 
because I can be the servant to the client and serve them in the capacity that God gives me. However, I need to lead them back to the one, the father, you know, and his son that can bring relief. You know, all the words in the world still may not um, assuage the situation. So basically, it's, it's up to me to just speak life, speak the word of God. And when I say speak life, it's all about speaking the word of God back into the situation. And, and I've come across different people in various situations where uh, they will say, you know, what I needed from you was not a counselor. What I needed from you was not a coach. I just needed for you to be a friend. But that I would be at a place of not being genuine if I couldn't come to you with the word of God. You know, I don't allow myself to be in that place where even if you need to share with me that I'm not able to express God or um, some kind of scripture. And I think that we still need to be mindful not to overstep our boundaries, but being able to lead people back to the source. God is the source for everything that you need. And so in those situations where you have people that have gone through uh, a, a trying time in, in their lives, being able to pull out from them, you know, well, tell me a little bit more about this and, well, how did you do that? And, and really asking key questions to pull them to say what they may not have heard themselves say. And oftentimes we may have thoughts in our minds, but we don't vocalize them. We may have had a vision, but we were too afraid to, to speak it out loud. You know, life and death is in the power of the tongue. And when you speak life to the vision that God has given you, you know, it's going to take flight. That's why we have to be very mindful of what we say to other people. Because we could, you know, speak cursing and speak death into a situation and then turn around and, and, and try to do damage control years later. So if we make the choice and make the decision to speak life into whatever circumstance or situation they are presented with, then you're putting the power back in the client's hand to say, you know, you're right, I never thought about that. And it's a beautiful thing. Oftentimes we, where I've had certain clients who perhaps they came out of an unfortunate um, background and, and really had to struggle, but then then I flip that on them and say, well, but God knew how much you could bear. And for you to go through that, only you could have gone through that because even for myself, these are, these are the circumstances that I may have dealt with. But for you, you're strong. You're an overcomer. You know, you have gone so far to get where you are today. You know, and I'm proud of you. And just really affirming, that is, I, I believe, one of my... my um, Love languages is, is words of affirmation, being able to affirm people. People want that in life today. They are looking for someone to speak a kind word. And we know that, you know, a positive word is, and, and, and a good word is like medicine to the bones. Mm. Yes, yes. We have another caller from the 314 area code. Caller, are you there? Good evening. Good evening. Hi. Welcome to you. First and foremost, hi, Tracy. This is Janet. Hi, Janet. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Greg. Hi, Brian. How are you guys hey. doing? Oh, how are you? It is awesome to hear you guys. I am great. Um, I just really wanted to, first and foremost, when I saw Tracy was going to be on the show tonight, I was so excited about that because <laughs> I've had an opportunity to work with Tracy on a few projects, one-on-one, -on -one, and I know the professionalism that she has, but the thing about it is that she has a quality that I, I'm, you know, they say we can't idolize a person, but if I could bottle this up and sell it across the country, I would. Her professionalism mixed with her flat-footedness in her stand with God because, you know, in the business aspect, a lot of people sell themselves out to their relationship with God just to make a buck. Or they sell themselves out to their relationship with God just to make notoriety or prestige. And I can say with this woman of God that I've never 
and I can use the word never, and people are like, be careful when you say never. No, I can acclimate and say never seen her go beyond professionalism and still show her upright woman of godness, if that's a word if we can use. <laughs> but <laughs> I really wanted to just just give her all the props that, you know, it says give them your flowers while they can still smell them. So I wanted to take a moment to give her her flowers, even in anything that we've, anything that we've worked together on. I've seen nothing but professionalism and nothing but her love of God. And that's infectious. <laughs> it is really infectious. And you know how we use the word infectious as a bad thing, but that is a positive thing. And I just love how she's been emphasizing positive reinforcement and speaking positive to individuals because I still work at Job Corps. And I'm dealing with young adults. You can't say children. Young adults between the ages of 16 to 24 who has heard nothing but negativity throughout their entire lives. And then they have to get to a place to where they have to actually still get into a career. That's kind of mind-blowing. But mm-hmm. when there are individuals placed in the life to encourage and to give props and to ex- um, that's what I need to <laughs> exhort positive to them, then they are there are some positive stories. So I just want to thank God for you guys and continue the show because the show is an encouragement to me on a consistent basis. So keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so much, Jenny. Thank, 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 thank you. Thank you. Amen. Thank you so much. And Tracy, I had another question for you. Do, you know, if we, if we were talking about suffering and talking about just going through. Uh, right now the economy is bad and people are hearing bad things. Do you think that people are chosen for their suffering? Wow, that's 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 pretty deep. Um, I, I guess that goes back to the point of God knows how much each of us can bear. Because for me to have dealt with people who have um, endured rape or molestation or um, abuse or bankruptcy or losing a child or whatever it may be, I can't sit here and say that I know how that feels like. I can only speak out of my experience, but I know that I can lead that person back to God and I can lead that person back to Jesus who hung on the cross for all mankind and he endured all. He endured all, everything that we would ever encounter in life, he dealt with. You know, he was tempted on every side, and he suffered all of the sufferings. We can't even fathom or even imagine with our finite minds what that was like. We, we will never really understand the price that he paid until we get to glory, yet he has given to us the ability to empathize with others and, and really just be a point of encouragement to those. You know, the word talks about um, when when someone is sad, you know, being sad with them, when they're joyous, being joyous with them, and really just being where they are. But yet, as the coach, I, I know that I need to step it up a notch. And if they have a dream, you know, what's stopping you from reaching that dream? You know, if, if you have, and it's interesting because my bishop is actually um, talking about forgotten dreams right now and he's been in Daniel for the past few weeks and it's just amazing even for myself to look back on what I'm doing right now has been I'd say at least 15 years old in in regards to what um, ideas that God placed in my heart from even as a young child and every step in our lives every course of action Every decision that we make, every moment of pain and suffering that we deal with is all for his glory. And it's not for us. And I tell people and I tell young people, it's not about you. Don't think that you are going through what you're going through for yourself. Because God uses us as vessels if you allow him to do so, to pour out to other people. And so anytime someone has dealt with suffering or hardship, then... It's all about turning that around and helping somebody else. You know, there's the old adage that says, um, each one 
reach one, teach one. I might have that out of order, but nonetheless, the, the point is really succinct when it really hones in on not um, leaving anyone behind. No matter where they may be, it's really putting out your hand and saying, how can I help you? Right, right. You know, it's funny because I was talking to somebody the other day about that same thing. You know, because they said, man, you all, every time I turn around, you helping somebody, you doing something. You know, he said, how come you, and he said, half the time you don't even get paid for it. You know, and I told him, I said, mm-hmm. well, service is not always about money. That's right. You know, he said, you can make a million dollars, you know, or you can or you can show somebody else how to make a million dollars, and then they might give you a million dollars for it. <laughs> you know? I say, but right. the real the real joy is in seeing that person be able to build themselves up and lift themselves up and knowing that you had a part in doing that. And it's really rewarding. I mean, I get joy in seeing other people thrive. You know, I, I have different relationships with um different people and to know where they used to be and where they're at now because of perhaps something that I might have said or something that I might have done or an act of kindness or whatever it was, God will use will use you if like I said, if you allow. And he definitely equips the called rather than calling the equipped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that. Yes, I like that. You know, I I want to ask you this. You know, you you're dealing with different people so many people that you're dealing with, and their faith levels may not be the same as yours. Uh-huh. How are you able to connect with them? Because some of the things that you just said will blow a person that's suffering. It will just blow them away, and they may not understand what in the world. How can you say that I'm in the best position that I could be in right now? Uh, this uh-huh. is the worst time of my life. And, you know, you're dealing with their belief and what they believe in. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with that? I think really it's it's about reaching people where they're at, but really understanding what's important to them. One of One of the things that I do with my clients is find out what are their key and core values. What do they value most in life? And when you're able to find that, you can really pick or even pinpoint where you need to go with the client. And so if someone, for instance, is, is dealing with um, grief or, or loss or suffering and, you know, and people have accused me of my positivity at times, but then again, I know that I, I have fallen into places where I might not have been the positive person, but then I have to check myself because, as I mentioned, we ought to be a reflection of Christ at all times. And so I can only reflect what Christ is in me to that person. If we go back, it's it's not even about me because if we look at the the scriptures, how did Christ deal with people who were grieving? How did he attempt to? I shouldn't even say attempt because he he accomplished. There was even there was no attempt. He just did it. Christ did all, and since Christ lives within me, I can do all things. So therefore, when I am presented with someone who is going through grief, then I can only speak the word of God and pray and really, you know, be there for support. I might not even have words to say. Silence is golden. And and I remember telling that to um, a bunch of friends of mine that sometimes we're always looking for people to have a word or to say something. It might be that you just need to be quiet and be still and just appreciate that moment of silence to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to that person. Because that's what oftentimes happens even in, in, in uh, coaching sessions. The Holy Spirit, they will have an aha moment, and I won't say a word. I've learned that. I will not say a word, and I will just let them ponder, and they will just come back to me and say, wow, I never thought about it like that. That was, wow, that was just, that was powerful. I, I like what you said right there. And and then they become silent and then and they just reflect on what it is that I might have said and and how I may have framed it because if you think about a house if it's framed properly it will withstand any circumstance or situation however it its primary um, reason for standing is its foundation 
if someone doesn't necessarily have the foundation that I may have, because I know that that comes up, you know, well, I may not have been um, raised in the church or I'm new to Christ or it might be even someone from the secular arena. Um, but it's also about dignity and respect, and it's about respecting someone with where they're at at the given point in time and showing the love of God. Yeah, and, <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead, Greg. No, I'm saying I'm taking I'm sitting there taking notes. Go ahead, Brian. No, I was gonna say, you know, and a lot of times you will run into that where, you know, somebody that's in that secular realm may not be so, you know, they may not be so ready to hear about Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, and so when you when you when you run into somebody up, you know that that's having that issue. I call it an issue. It may not be an issue for them, but to me, if you don't know Jesus, you got issues. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but right. um, if you if you have someone like a client that you know they're not ready for you to talk about that. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not ready to talk about Jesus because you know I have people that I've talked to over the years. You know. And they're just not ready to hear about going, I'm not going to church. You know, they have a hang-up or they have an issue with the church or the body of Christ or whatever. You know, they've had some, uh, what I like to say, pastoral run-ins. <laughs> right, know, they, right. You know, and so they're just, they're just, that's just not an option for them at the time. They don't want to hear nothing but Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you do from that standpoint? Because I know, you know, you you have, you know, a charge. And, of course, you right. don't want to necessarily run them away saying that they're not compatible because, mm-hmm. you know, your ultimate goal is to get them to know Christ and themselves. Right. That's really valid. And and to that I, I even say, you know, it's all about what you say and to whom you say it because ultimately mm-hmm. your life is a journey and not a destination. Right. And when you're able to really hone in, and and I go back to the values and what's important to people, Um, to someone who may be um, coming out of a secular uh, arena, you know, what is your vision for your life? Um, How could you balance your life? How could you be more effective uh, to your family, to your friends? Sometimes um, I I go back and, and I'm mindful of the fact that when Jesus spoke to people, he used parables. So storytelling within life coaching is really um, one of the key ways in which you are able to reach people on a level that is not um, threatening to them or you feel as if I'm overstepping a boundary in terms of your walk with or without the Lord because even with some Christians, they're not ready to be on that higher level. And so being able to, like I said, have that level of discernment but yet challenging them to be better, to be the best that God has created them to be. Now, with someone who's in the world or um, not following after God, really keying in on key words that would really get their mind thinking about things that they may not have thought about before mm-hmm. and really moving forward with, hmm, I never thought about that, or that that's a possibility, or maybe I've tried this, but... I didn't think that I could go further, so I, I didn't even think about it anymore. So really pulling out, it's its almost like I feel like I'm a treasure hunter. Each person that God gives to me is a gift, is a treasure. He has allowed me to have a key to open them up. What I will find inside, I may not know, but I know that God has given them different things. You know, he reigns on the just and the unjust. However, its it's all about what the Holy Spirit enables me to do through our sessions to really allow the treasure and the jewel that has been set before me, they, they may need to be buffed. They may need to be pulled out of um, their shell. But ultimately, you know, they are a treasure to the world, and, and that's what I like to um, focus on is you are valued. Awesome. Well, Tracy, we have someone in the chat room that wants to follow you, and they want to hear more about Tracy. And their question, I have two questions. Uh, Is Tracy going to write a book? And (laughs) is she going to do an audio? You know, are you going to be making any audio tapes anytime soon? Well, um, this might be a wonderful 
opportunity to, to share my website for, for those who, who may yeah. be interested. Um, you can reach me online at www.speaklife2me.com. So that's speaklife2me.com. And I do have available, I, I did a 30-day devotional, and um, I, I really prayed about doing something that would be a blessing to the body of Christ. And I am looking in the future to possibly uh, publish that within the next few months. Um, however, you you can get that as a downloadable PDF, and you can get a hard copy of that. Um, and then I have the audio clips of each day, or you can get part one by itself or part two. I do have some other items that are on my online bookstore if people are interested in that. And hopefully within the next few months I will have some other additional resources for people that would really be a blessing um, to them. God has definitely charged me and, and really charged my heart with um, how can I get the message that God has given me to to the world. And so I'm, I'm very blessed for um, the outlet and the opportunity to have a website that people can find out more information and so to those who are in the chat room and wanting to find out more information, that's where you can go. And if you need to email me, you can reach me at Tracy, T-R-A-Y-C-I-E, at speaklife2me.com. Awesome. And Rodney in the chat room said hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Rodney. <laughs> but, you know, we have about eight minutes left, and I think that this question uh, that I'm going to ask uh, is it, it, really important, and and, okay. I, and the reason I say that it's so important because we have a lot of people out there that are just going through, and they're angry and they're angry with God because mm. they may be losing something. They may the things that they dreamed and hoped for, you know, they're not coming uh, to fruition right away. They're tired mm -hmm. of waiting. They're they're tired of seeing their friends blessed with great things, but they always have just enough to make it or uh -huh. they lose something they, they have to fight and fight and fight and these people are angry with God what would you tell them well um, I think even within that another scripture comes to mind um, and really you know trust in the Lord you know his ways are not our ways and being able to understand that when we want things or we have a desire for things and we don't see them coming to pass, God answers us, and, and some people um, have this conversation in, in three ways. He can say yes, no, or wait. And anything worth having is worth waiting for. And I haven't, I haven't gotten to this place even within my own life without going through trial and, and suffering and even major transition in my life without saying, wow, God, well, what next? You know, I, I thought that this was the path um, that I would go towards. And um, for others who, who may not know, but I'll, I'll share a quick um, synopsis of even my testimony. Um, you know, the Lord had, had blessed me, and I, and I definitely have a vision for his people. He allowed me to go to seminary in New York City and really have a, a heart for understanding the urban community. And... Then after that, I felt the call and the leading to um, to get my doctorate, and I had completed all of my doctoral work and got to the point where I needed to take a test, um, a comprehensive exam, and I failed according to man's standards. Um, and they let me retest, and I um, still did not pass the exam. But that doesn't mean that I didn't pass in the eyes of God. He just had a different plan. And I was able to see, even though I even challenged um, where I was at, um, okay, God, what should I do next? The Lord just opened the door. And when God opens the door, no man can close it. And so we really cannot complain about anything in terms of how long something takes. Look at Joseph, you know, look at David, you know, look at key figures, look at Moses, anybody in the Bible that has endured and gone through, look at Job. I mean, really, we we really have become, I think, even in our Western society, have, have gotten to this point where 
we have self-medicated ourselves with um, the world standard. And we are in this world, but we're not of it. And when we take that step to say, you know what, God, I want to see people through your eyes. I want to experience life the way you want me to and not what I think I, I need right now. Because oftentimes what you need is not what you thought. And, you know, even with um, dreams and people say, you know, dreams deferred, you know, when you have a dream and, and you feel as if you finally gotten to that point and then it's ripped right under you and the carpet has been ripped right under you, it's like, well, what happened? Was that God or, or was it just me? It may just be that it was the, the, the breeding place and the ground of preparation for your promise and for the promises of God in a, in a even greater capacity. So I'm excited about um, the fact that when people can um, really hone in on God, even through adversity, and even when they don't see their dreams coming to pass, that's a prime opportunity to say, you know what, God, I don't know what in the world is going on right now, but I trust you more than I trust myself. Mm. Mm. I like that. I like that the part where you said it's maybe just a breeding place. It's the birthing place, you know. And a lot of times we don't want to wait. We want it mm -hmm. to happen as soon as the idea pops in our head. You know, right. we become this microwave society where everything has to be instant. Instant grits, instant potatoes, instant <laughs> lifestyle, right. you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Ms. Tracy, I want to give you an opportunity to talk about some of the speaking engagements that you may be having or if you are open to speaking engagements. Yes, I, I am definitely open to wherever the Lord leads. One thing that I will say is that um, a uh, business owner once told me, you know, every business isn't good business. So I definitely pray about the different opportunities that um, come before me. Because, as I mentioned, even with clients, there are some engagements that God does not want you to embark upon. Mm -hmm. And it really is a, a discerning um, mindset that will say yay or nay to a situation. But I'm definitely open as the Lord leads and instructs me um, to speaking engagements and workshops and retreats. On my website, you'll also see a, a link and a tab that will bring you to the different services that I offer, whether or not it's for business, whether or not it's for a women's retreat or a spa retreat, um, or even um, the business retreat, as well as individual coaching sessions, there are uh, there's a plethora or even a smorgasbord of options available for people. So I'm excited about the opportunity that God leads, and, and I know that in His time, you know, all things will be completed. Awesome, awesome. Well, we'd like to thank you for joining us tonight. I mean, we got a lot of information out of you, and, you know, it was just wonderful. It's a beautiful thing when, you know, we can share and, you know, and enjoy positive, you know, talk and positive communication. Amen. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And Brian, I, I, I've been trying forever to get her to come on the show. She said, in time, in time, I'll be there. And she, you know, she, she held to it, and she was, you know, she was right. And she did a wonderful job. I just like yeah. the fact that everything that she, you know, that was said tonight is, you know, you, you, you can do better. You can rise up from where you are. Uh, there's nothing that can keep you down but you. Absolutely, there's nothing, absolutely. Yeah, nothing. Yes, go ahead, Brian. I'm sorry. I just wanted to make sure I put that out there. Oh, no, no. You, you, you're good. All right. I want to close by saying it's up to you. You have the ability to create your reality. Your future is up to you. Your future is up to you. Your future is up to you. It's in your hands as long as you are in the master's hands. With that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We thank you for joining us tonight. We thank you again, Tracy, for joining us and yes, imparting you. your wisdom and knowledge and giving us a greater understanding of what you do for God and for people. And we also like to let our listeners know that you can listen to a, the show in its entirety on the Blog Talk Radio website. About 20 minutes after the show has ended, 
And you can also join us on Wednesday night as we'll never have another powerful show. Hit us up on MySpace. Uh, it's MySpace.com slash ASE Motivation for Greg and MySpace.com slash Brian for me. With that being said, we, we bid you good evening. God bless you, and join us on Wednesday.